Hi everybody, my name is Sheila O'Malley and I've been working in the area of workplace well-being, family well-being and personal well-being over the past 10 years. Uh, I decided that I wanted to try and do quite an informal podcast, uh, just a way of sharing, I guess, my learnings over the last number of years. You know, everywhere I go, I hear the same thing about people being overwhelmed, about too many demands, too few resources, uh, people feeling really the impact of stress, not enough time for themselves, and the impact that has on the people that they live with and they work with. So I'm hoping that I can give some insights from really not only my material, but also what I've learned myself from working in companies. And sadly, from people who actually have been out in the stress sleep, who've got sick, uh, but who've come back to work with a new language, a new vocabulary around setting boundaries, directing clear communication, um, taking the time back, uh, and things like that that maybe they hadn't done, and the body then said no. So I'm hoping that um, it'll be practical, it'll be entertaining, I'll be using stories, and that maybe, well, you and I can both learn from it. Thank you. So, how to get more of what you want? You know, everywhere I go, I hear the same stuff. Every time I go in to a company, people tell me that they feel overwhelmed, they feel out of control, they feel stressed, they feel anxious, worried, work is taking over my life etc 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 so they told me how they feel but now I want to know what are they going to do about it because what I have found in my life is E plus R equals O that's the event however you have a choice about how you respond that's the OR and if you want to improve your outcomes and that's the O You have to change your responses. You have to act differently. You have to think differently. You have to do differently. Every time in my life that I've decided to act differently, others have responded differently. Every time I've been different, it's gone differently. It's that whole idea that if you think you can, you probably can. If you think you can't, you probably can't. Whatever you think, you're probably right. So uh, an easy example of this would have been when I set up my own business. I had two big strong beliefs one was oh you can't do it and the second was why because you're not good enough I didn't know at the time that actually most people feel that way I thought I was the only one I think it's called imposter syndrome but the reality is that most people feel like that but if we keep feeling like that we're never going to do anything and what I've learned in my life is that everything worth having is outside my comfort zone so you got to face your fears and what I did was I decided to start to think differently to act as if I was good enough, to start to challenge those beliefs and say to myself, what do you mean you're not good enough? Where's the evidence for that? And I started to remind myself of past achievements, remind myself of all the milestones I've overcome and started to say, yeah, well, what about if I gave it a try? And I also gave myself permission to fail. I also, just like I'm doing now, putting myself out in a podcast. I can't tell you how long I've been deliberating about this podcast thing, you know, but what I realized was, You know, I just need to quit talking about it and begin doing it. You know, procrastination just isn't going to get you there. And what I do know is that if I put out a podcast and I get some feedback, and that's why feedback is incredibly important, I'm going to learn from the feedback. 
So it's not about failure, it's about learning. And it's about incremental improvements every single day. And these are the things that get us to our goal. And my business was successful because I got over the fact of you know, knees knocking and, 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 and stomach sick, just putting myself out there, doing my public speaking, talking at, at conferences, at big events, at keynote speaking, all of those things. Everything that I did that I hadn't done before, first on radio, then on television, live on air, answering questions. Nobody will ever know how nervous I was. Nobody will ever know what my stomach was like. To be honest, I was in bits. There's no two ways about it. But I decided to fake it till I make it. And I put a smile on my face and I wrote messages to myself as though it was all over, saying, well done, Sheila, fair play to you for having a go. Good on you. You were brilliant. And you looked so relaxed. And then I really did fake it. And I remember when I went on television, throwing my arm over the back of the couch to make it look like, you know, I was actually relaxed while taking loads of deep breaths, while doing my power posing, which we'll talk about in another episode where you put your head up and throw your shoulders back and and move what you're thinking which is I am so nervous to I'm so excited and the more that you do that and you fake it till you make it you basically trick your body into starting to think that oh my god you actually are excited about this so E plus or equals O is, it's not about the events in your life, it's about how you respond. If you want to get better outcomes, you need to start changing your response to the events that you have experienced. That every outcome you've experienced in your life is a result of how you've responded to the early event. If you don't like your outcomes, you got two choices. You can become a blamer or a complainer for your lack of results, or you can simply change your response. And when you change your response, you will improve your outcomes. It's about incremental improvements. So let's talk about that more in the next episode. So today we're going to look at actually taking 100% responsibility and control of your life. I'm a big believer in this because what happens if you don't? Other people take responsibility and they take control of your life. So when I go into companies, I talk a lot about getting behind the driving seat of your life. Because if you're not driving your life, somebody else is. And it may be the job. So what we're going to look at is whether it's uh, around your job, whether it's around wanting to improve the quality of your relationships, It might be health and fitness, or it might be a money. So let's have a quick look at those. What happens when we're not taking uh, responsibility for our life? We tend to blame, or we tend to complain, or we tend to be the victim who talks endlessly about what other people do to us. You know, other people don't do anything to us that we haven't first done to ourselves. And as I say this, I often think about a lady years ago uh, in a course that I ran and she worked every day two hours extra every day and let's say week three of the course she bounded in and said my life has changed or whatever she had thought that everybody was disrespecting her and disrespecting her time and it was like a penny had dropped the day before and she realized that nobody disrespects you unless you've disrespected yourself first and that she hadn't been respecting her time So she popped out an email uh, whereby she said, files left by 12 will be dealt with same day. Files left after 12 will be dealt with the following day. 
that's a boundary. Boundary is always something where you draw the line around your self-care. That I think she was due to finish at three and she had been working until five o'clock. But I always remember what she said when she told me that she couldn't believe it, that there was a big pile of files left by 12 o'clock. And it was then that she realised for the first time that it hadn't been other people, that other people were treating her actually in the way that she'd been treating herself. She hadn't been treating herself well. She'd been hurting at her work late every day. She'd been racing to collect the kids. And then she had already said that she was stressed uh, and impatient, uh, you know, and got angry with the kids or whatever. All of which makes sense because if I asked you the question and said, what happens when, you know, your, your stress, what impact does it have on you? You're going to tell me you're stressed, you're, you're impatient, you're angry, you know, you're tense. Uh, and then you have to ask, well, what impact does that have on other people that you actually live with? And of course, it has a negative impact on them. So that's why we say for everybody else's sake, take care of yourself. It's not just about that it's good for you. It's actually about it's good for everybody else. So she had been blaming, she had been complaining, she blaming the boss and blaming the organisation and she had been playing the victim, all of which had had no positive impact on creating a better outcome. But it wasn't until she got behind the driving seat and said, how do I feel? I'm really angry, you know, that the job is taking too much of me. And uh, she drew the line and decided, I'm setting a time that I'm going to leave work by. She drew the line, she communicated her boundary, and that's really important. You know, her email was a very direct and clear communication, you know, and I hear it more and more. You know, I think what happened in the last number of years was millennials are struggling and they really don't feel that they can say no. And yet the stigma has reduced around speaking up in a worse situation. So, you know, it is important that we are resilient on a daily basis by saying no, that we put our hand up when we're overwhelmed, that we stay in touch with our boss so that they know uh, what we're managing and what we're handling. And that really if, if work is taking control of your life, that's not sustainable. You can do it in the short term. We can all put our shoulder to the wheel for the month end or whatever, but it's not sustainable and it is the road to burnout. And you are responsible for yourself, nobody else is. So how many people have said to me that they had to learn to say, I'm leaving the office at five, I'm working from home on a Friday, you know, or whatever it is. Um, so where, I suppose, for you, do you need to do more of that, less of that, or do something differently? In other words, it's not about what happens, it's more about how you respond. So if you want to change your outcomes, you have to change your responses. A bit like that lady I was telling you about who worked in a hospital, it's you have to change how you think about it, you have to change your actions, and you have to essentially just do something about it. But maybe for you, it might be around the quality of your relationships. And if you want to take responsibility around that, Again, and I'll use my own example here, you know, I would have spent a lot of time blaming other people, complaining, you know, about people in my life or whatever, until one day when I realised that I couldn't actually change anybody, but I could change myself. And that slowly and over time, I started to change 
myself and probably one of the biggest things that I did was I started to take better care of myself a bit like I said about the other lady and that when I took better care of myself and started to meet some of my own needs I actually came in less cranky irritable impatient stressed and then the impact that had on the people that I lived with was that I was able to give them what I had given myself in other words, that if I was present to my own needs, then I could meet other people's needs. That if I haven't met any needs of my own, how could I possibly meet any of your needs? You know, and I worked in a big multinational for about three years and it was something we used a glass as a way of communicating this very easily. That really when I look back, I used to hold up an empty glass and said, that's how I used to operate, from an empty glass. What have I got to give? And everybody in the room would say, nothing, exactly. And then I'd get the jug and I'd fill it to the brim and I'd say, now doesn't make sense that you've got to keep your glass full when you keep your glass full you know you're meeting your needs you're having real realistic expectations of yourself you're managing your expectations you're managing other people's expectations of yourself and then how are you with other people well then I've got something to give then I'm present to them then I'm able to give time to them if I've given time to me so in essence keeping your glass full is really around valuing yourself and valuing your time and not allowing everybody and everything to take your time and then there's no time left for you. A eureka moment for me, and honestly, it only happened in the last couple of years, was getting my diary out and putting a line through and saying, that's my time, whatever that is. If it's a few minutes in the day, if it's an hour in the week, or if it's that, you know, you're gonna take a, a weekend for yourself, put a line in the diary because what happens is it's sort of like you know if you put the big stuff in first then the other little bits can fall around it but that's the most important thing of all that you can't take care of anybody until you first take care of yourself and the reason we don't do it and certainly the reason I did it didn't do it was if I'm honest about it through a lack of deservedness so where in that do you say well actually I work hard and I deserve a break you know, I deserve some time to myself. I deserve to treat myself occasionally, etc., um, etc. Et so, in essence, around relationships, what I would say is this you can't change anybody. But when you act differently, they will respond differently. When you're different, they're different. So, in essence, for me, my learning over the last number of years has been that love heals. That can I come into somebody else's difficult behavior with a bit of kindness, with a bit of compassion? And when I do that, I create a, a, a particular environment where people maybe speak up and tell me what's really going on for them. So another area around taking 100% responsibility and control of your life is about maybe your health and your fitness, you know, uh, and really you and only you know you know what you want to do around that and what I find is when you go out to companies a lot of times when people are stressed then maybe you know you using alcohol as a, a, a coping mechanism so it's not what you drink it's why you drink it it's not what you eat it's why you eat it it's not what you drug it's why you do it so it's very much around looking at the why and it's only when we look at the why how am I feeling in that particular moment? And it might be that you're feeling a bit low or you're feeling a bit down. And then what's the kindest thing that I could do for myself here that would actually be good for me? 
and that maybe instead of you know doing the thing that's bad for you like maybe taking the drink because you've had a crap day in work or whatever maybe you might say I'm going to talk about it or I'm going to uh, go out with a friend for a walk or you know I'm actually I'm going to just let light a few candles and have a beautiful bath and I'm just going to soothe myself in a way that's a good way certainly I have found when people are unkind to me I go into the bathroom I light a few candles put something in the bath and I promise myself that I'm not coming out until I feel better and by showing that kindness to myself I emerge and I've sort of met my own needs uh, and it works for me the final one that I'm going to finish up with is around money we go back to a lack of deservedness so I don't mind if it's the job a bonus uh, maybe a commission are you good at asking for what you deserve or do you tend to lowball it because you don't think you deserve any better I think many of us don't charge enough we don't think that we're worth it these are limiting beliefs these are limiting messages that I'm hoping over these episodes we're going to be able to address and where did that come from and does that go back a long way and until we get to the origins of it it's really for you to say I deserve to be paid a proper amount for what I do and if you do good work you deserve to be paid properly for that so essentially around money it's very much to look at it and to try and uh, get over your own self-limiting beliefs and affirmations we'll be covering are very good for that you know I work hard and I deserve to be paid uh, well for it nothing more than that Uh, so we're going to leave it there uh, today so just finishing up to say yesterday we talked about E plus O equals O that it's not the event Uh, what do I mean by this the event I'm trying to think a couple of events I remember many years ago um, in my early 20s I worked in a shop a clothes shop and I worked with a number of people and they all moaned about the job and I remember thinking at the time well they'll be gone before long and within about three months I left and I remember going back to the shop about 10 or 15 years later to find that all these people that I had been moaning about the job were still working there and I thought what a toxic environment that they're creating for their people if you're not happy do something about it but remember that happiness is something that you create happiness isn't out there happiness is is not really about having what you want it's about wanting what you have so you have to change how you think about it or you have to take some action around it and in essence leave so change how you think about it or maybe do something about it and that's what we're talking about is maybe you can't change the event whatever the event is that maybe you know you have to take that job or whatever but you can change how you respond to it so changing how you think about it or over time do something about it so it's about changing your responses to improve your outcomes Um, that's in essence where I wanted to link in the E plus or equals O with taking responsibility and control of your life stop blaming stop complaining stop playing the victim and create better outcomes by changing your responses